Celsius are never as easy as they sound. Today, I'm going to give you some things to consider. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about, but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. All right. Hi, Refiners. Welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. Today, we're talking about styled shoots and the things to consider when trying to decide if a styled shoot makes sense for you and your business. So first, let's start with the why. Why would someone do a style shoot? There are several reasons, and they can come down to anything like needing more clients, you know, maybe someone's new to a market or a region, or new in general, and is just trying to, you know, get, create a portfolio of their work. Maybe someone's wanting to attract something specific, so they feel like their style and their desires within the market are shifting and they don't have work to show for that, you know, in the way they'd like yet. So now they're going to create something to show their abilities with it. Um, another really fantastic reason to do styled shoots, whether you lead or participate is for networking and improving your value. So especially if you're newer to a market, being able to come in and say, Hey, yes, I'd like to partner with you. I want to show you my work. I want to show you how I want to show you my process and how, how we can work well together and things of that nature. Okay. So as a planner, it might be helpful as a way to get to know new to you talent, whether they're new in your region or, you know, brand new as a, as a wedding pro in general. And it's, it's, it's better to test that out on a styled shoot than it is on a wedding day. Right. So historically when I've done styled shoots, I've often reached out to, wedding pros that I didn't know or hadn't worked with before just to broaden my horizons on the talent in my market. Now, this can also be really good if trying to get on a preferred partner list of sorts, because again, you're going to be able to show how you work. You're going to be able to show your worth and value. Okay. Let's talk about different kinds of style sheets here. There's editorial and then there's real wedding. So a lot of times the frustration that we can have with clients is that they'll come to us with something totally unrealistic and they'll ask for these tall taper candles all up and down the aisles of their ceremony. And, and, and we know as professionals, we can't do that. And in a lot of places it's not allowed, but because a couple has seen an editorial with that, that's what they want. So you have to be mindful about what you do in your style shoots. If you are doing it for editorial purposes, great, go for it. Get creative and then publish in the right place. However, if you're doing this to attract clients in a certain way, you have to be realistic and you need to show real wedding, you know, setups. Okay. So don't put anything into your styled shoot that you may not, you know, want to do in a real wedding. Right. So if you don't do, um, if your venues mostly, if they, if they, if they say that you can't do certain things, then don't do them in your style shoot. Okay. Make sense. If you are leading a styled shoot, it's best to start with having a budget before you reach out to the wedding pros that you'd like to invite to participate. 
you're probably going to need to cover the hard costs at a minimum. All right. That may or may not be the case. It might be a collaboration where everyone donates, but be mindful that when you're starting this process, there's a good chance that you're going to need to cover that hard cost. And at a minimum, I believe that you should at least offer. So be ready to, and they may just, they may say, Hey, no worries. I got this. I want to partner with you too. This has mutual benefit, all of that. Okay. So when I say hard cost, I mean, you know, the florist has to order some flowers, right? And they have to pay their team to assemble them. So that needs to get covered in a sense, right? Now, if you're participating, someone reaches out to you and says, hey, we've got this team. I would like for you to do this side or the other. Then you can decide if you want to charge for that or not. Even if your services are time versus a product in hand, your time can have a hard cost too, right? So as a wedding planner, I'm mostly time-based. As a, you know, photographer, I'm mostly time-based. And as a florist or a caterer, I'm going to have some product costs. But we need to all consider that just because someone is time-based doesn't mean that there isn't hard costs involved, okay? So hard cost is a word that we typically use for products, and we need to do a mindset shift here and, and consider that that includes time. Because you'll notice when I talked about the florist a minute ago, having to not only order the flowers, but to pay their staff, that was what time, right? Paying their staff is for time. Okay, so let's talk about agreements in general. In these situations, everyone needs to be on the same page about what we're agreeing to, right? So there needs to be a contract in place. And we need to talk about style and colors and vision and be very clear with our visuals and make sure everyone's on the same page. We need to have an understanding of will the photos be free of watermarks and what is the turnaround time for all the different components? What are the turn what's the turnaround time for the photos? And when will the planner bring provide a timeline and a load in schedule and all of that? We want to make sure that we have staff for setting up and for tearing down. And we want to make sure that, you know, people aren't just dropping their stuff off and then leaving the one person that organized it to set everything up. Because that's just, you know, that can be the case and the organizer might be okay with that, but we just want to make sure we're communicating those things so that there are no assumptions and an organizer isn't caught off guard and surprised by that, okay? We also want to have an understanding of, of where this is published, how this is published, if it's published, how it's going to be promoted, what are the expectations among the collaborators in the group? Are, are, are we all going to post a certain number of times on social media or you know, share in a blog or how does that look? Are we all tagging each other? And what, what are the ramifications if we don't do all the things that we've agreed to? Okay. So if someone pulls out last minute, are they responsible to find their own replacement or are they responsible, you know, if they had flowers or food that was going to show, are they at least, you know, responsible for dropping that off? And then maybe we do the rest. Like what is, what's the plan B, C, and D here? And wh what, what are the ramifications? I'm not going to use the word consequences because this is something that is a little bit more volunteer-based, so there's not a whole lot you can hold over each other. But there is, you know, industry reputation and respect, right? And that goes a long way. So have the open conversation. I think, too, if you're leading this, whether you're a planner, a photographer, a DJ, whatever, there needs to be a timeline involved. And I mentioned that a second ago, but I think the leader needs to create a timeline for the day and be clear about the logistics, be clear about parking and load in and 
where things can go and at what time and what time we have to be done and and you know how much time is set aside for photos on you know from this angle and then from that angle right if we're moving things around I think it's also really good as a leader to be posting behind the scenes photos as the day progresses and that, that can be the case for all of you I think that anyone that participates in this um, creating teaser content is really good and I think that it shows relationship building and it can um, be a boost of engagement on social media that particular day so do things like that as well if you can be really and try to, I mean if you can I'm not going to say that you need to be efficient with this okay so one thing to understand about style shoots is that you don't need decor for every element or scenario or like vignette, that's the word I'm looking for, for every vignette that you're trying to create here, right? So like you can bring in decor and then move things around, repurpose them, restyle them and, and do tight shots. And so you can do some, some wider, brighter, broader shots, but don't feel like you, you know, necessarily have to, you can get real tight angles and have less, right? So this reduces your cost, this reduces your setup and, and all of that. Um, it eases the scenario. Another thing that I think that is a missed opportunity a lot of times is when we have open houses or networking events that, you know, have all these, this beautiful decor that essentially should be a styled shoot prior to guests arriving. So make sure that when you're hosting events like that, you sanction off some time before everyone arrives to photograph it in a way that can be used for your portfolio. And I think people have moved towards that and that's not really, um, overlooked as often as it used to be but just be mindful of that sort of thing another thing that I think other ways I think you can be efficient with decor that you have set up or ordered is to take headshots okay or invite other wedding pros to come do that and use that as a networking opportunity so are there three or four other wedding pros you haven't gotten to meet yet or that you want to thank for something then have them come over and grab a headshot or do a branding shoot, like have them bring a computer and get a shot of them working or, you know, with their business cards up against some flowers or whatever it is that could showcase one of their products or something, right? So this will be neat to be slotted off in the timeline. This isn't like, we're not just like made of time here. Wedding style shoots, you need to know, can be a full day endeavor. These are, I know weddings are much bigger, but style shoots can take all these, set aside a full day is my point. So, I think to um, taking a lot of pictures on your iPhone or Android or whatever on your phone is really important. So I already mentioned doing the behind the scenes photo teaser stuff, but I think also just detail shots on your phone so that if something happens, you know, heaven forbid, then you have some backups and you can use my favorite app on my phone for editing is Lightroom. And I've bought quite a few presets off of Etsy that allow for fantastic editing. So that's a that's an angle you might want to consider. Okay, so if you're not planning, if you're not leading this and you're participating, something that you really need to consider is, you know, you need to ask questions. You need to ask what is the goal and who's participating? Because ultimately you need to make sure your brands align, right? So maybe that idea and purpose is to network and to get to know people. And it's not the end all be all if you're working with someone whose brand is totally opposite. But at the same time, if the objective is to build relationships that can become an ecosystem of referrals, it's probably better to align, right? Like at least at a minimum want to have brand alignment. So check that out. Who's participating? 
and do your due diligence on those people. Okay. So if you don't already know them, you want to make sure that they have, you know, a reputation that is going to, you know, reduce the risk, right? Like we don't want no shows. We don't want flaky people. We don't want lazy people. So do a little bit of due diligence. And if you've seen that they've done a style shoot with someone else before, you can reach out and say, Hey, how was your style shoot? Did, did you have any issues with anyone on the team? Like, have you ever faced issues with, you don't even have to ask about that person specifically. You can just ask like, Hey, I'm working on a style shoot. Have you ever faced any, you know, conflicts doing one? Uh, is that something that I should be concerned about? I don't know. Play dumb, whatever it is. Uh, try not to stir drama in your market, but do, do your due diligence, read their reviews um, and go based off of maybe some, just, yeah, do those things. I don't need to belabor that. I think you need to also ask all the questions that I mentioned that need to be included in a contract, you know, the style, colors, watermarks, turnaround time, staffing, promoting, all of that stuff and the ramifications, right? You want to know all of that. You also need to really protect yourself. So if you are in a category that is ordering things like flowers and food and stationery and, and things of that nature, you need to get paid and, and, and you've requested payment for them. You need to get paid before you spend your own money. Okay. So I know that we have our, our wedding pro best friends. So I'm telling you, you need to get paid first. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen it and I've experienced it where even the best of relationships can burn each other in that way. It can come down to even just simple like forgetting or thinking it's done and then you feel like you're a nag for following up and it's just, it's in a position you don't want to be in, okay? So get the money first. There is a lot more that goes into style shoots and creating the design for it and the relationships, the timing, the contracts, the wording, how to invite people to do this. Because there's a very specific way to reach out, okay? We're not just reaching out I think a lot of times people reach out with style shoot requests and it comes across entitled. And I would really encourage you to step back on that a little bit and, and make it about uh, express your vision and your goal, right? So like you can't assume that this is mutually beneficial. And I think that, that historically that's how it's come across is assuming that this exposure is what that business wants or needs. And that's not true. If someone reaches out to me and asks to do a style shoot and says, Hey, we're going to get promoted. We're going to get published on this side. They're like, I don't care, okay? But someone else really might. And there actually might be a publication that someone mentions and I'm like, heck yeah, I'm so excited and that I do see it as mutually beneficial. So you can't assume what someone might find as mutually beneficial. It might be that whoever you're collaborating with is trying to steer their ship in a different direction and you're on the same, you're on the same track, right? And so you you want to... Uh, move towards a certain style. And that is what makes it mutually beneficial. So you can have those conversations. But where I'm going with that is that if you'd like to learn more about style shoots, I really, really, really encourage you to check out Margot Frazee's style shoot course. And I'm going to provide a link for you in um, uh, where you can click on. It'll be below the bullet points of, of this episode. I think that her style shoot is phenomenal. I think that what I've touched today is just a really high level intro into what you need to know about style shoots to point you in the right direction and make sure that you're considering all of these different things. But then once, you know, you look at them individually, Margo goes into in great detail and gives templates and uh, contracts and, and things of that nature. So check that out. 
But hopefully, if nothing else, at a minimum, this was a good starting point for you and got your wheels spinning, got some ideas going, and was able to point you in the right direction. So if you loved this, like it, share it, let us know, leave a review, tag us on Instagram stories, and get entered into a drawing. And again, go check out Margot Frazee's Styled Shoot course. The link that I will provide is, um, is, is an affiliate code, but I don't use, I don't share any affiliates that I've not participated in myself or have reviewed the content. And I can tell you without a shadow of doubt, there is nothing like this on the market. Like no one else is teaching this and it's just really good. Margaret's a great teacher. All right. Y'all have a good, good one and I'll catch you next week. Bye.